trying it. Yes, I have. What have you been training for? Um, we're climbing the mountain. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> a celebration hall. I liked it. Yeah, it's good. Well, who have we got coming on the show today, mate? Laura Watts. Laura um, Watts. She's, she was the one I said about doing topic meetings. Yeah. Um, she said about grief. I got Zoe on because she lost both parents and then I remembered that Laura had lost both parents as well um, so I thought get both of them on plus it's I want to get a few more girls on as well because people think that I only do men's mental health it's not everyone's mental health is important yeah. to me. and I think getting people's stories from our own community and our own town out there is important yeah. as well and if people well, well I mentioned to you I mean I mean, I've been inundated with people saying there's just no diversity mm. in our podcast. And Have you actually? Well, I thought you were joking. No, absolutely not. No, uh. I didn't, I've not had any messages about that. But I did notice it, especially within the job that I do um, for a living. Um, diversity and equality is a very important aspect of the job, yeah. something that we have to always consider. When yeah, we're, when we're yeah I haven't intentionally only done a lot of men. I think you have. I, uh. I think you definitely have, to oh. be fair. <laughs> well, the trouble is, Women fall in love with me. <laughs> Let's not go there. I'm joking. <laughs> doesn't happen No, but it, ever. it's nice, it's nice. And I think um, it just it proves the, the, the dynamic and, and yeah. um, getting a vast array of different individuals, different stories on. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe a little bit kind of, I mean, obviously grief, we've kind of gone back to back now, two yeah. stories very similar. But, but a very important story as well. They are incredibly important because I think the two ladies that we spoke to... Yeah, we've already spoke to Laura, haven't we? We're, what? we're doing the intro after, but... <laughs> I didn't really need to say that. But, no, I didn't need to say that. <laughs> but what, what I do, the point why I said it is because they were eerily similar stories, weren't they? Yeah. Like, like, uh, that is insane. Both here in Felix. So, yeah, so if that's happened with two girls in Felix, so it's probably more common than what yeah. you think and I think both of them stories were very inspirational and, and yeah, that could to, help to where they are now yeah. in life and to go through that and yeah. um, to stay strong and to overcome things they both had kids Amazing. and both lost parents yeah. all within a short amount of time that's yeah. a lot for anyone to tip to, to deal with do you know what I mean yeah um, I, I like losing a parent must be horrible I worry about losing my parents sometimes mm. I can't dwell on it too much yeah um your situation was one I've never heard of like, yeah. before. Yeah, I was like, suffering a loss that I never even knew existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I kind of gained a loss. If that, if yeah, this, if that makes sense. And that was a mixture of emotions for you because yeah. you found out you had your dad, mm -hmm. and then it got taken away from you very quickly. Yeah, because. It's already passed. Yeah, if you haven't heard Jack's story, go back and listen to it. I think that was episode. I think well, I done two. I think there was f episode four, and then episode six. And, yeah. and then you got the job. <laughs> I got the job. <laughs> um, that took you on full time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, please enjoy the episode with Laura. It's uh, it's a very emotional one. Sam get very emotional. Um, <laughs> It was it was very what well, I said it I said it in there and I, and I just think people that have been through shit 
and then try and inspire others and my kind of people and that's what she done with that story I think totally enjoy the show enjoy the show Nah, that's like the whole different perception of what see people don't know. Yeah. That's like. That's interesting. There's a shy, shy side to what see. That's why I'm so nervous about like just speaking so openly about it because yeah. I think. Are you 100% sure you want to? Yeah, like because I've done it before and I've done one like mm. recently. I just think it's just, maybe it's because I don't like know you or whatever and mm. like the lady I've done the podcast with, like I knew her. Mm. But I know once I get into the motion of it and you ask me certain things, it will just like flow, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, I don't know, I just like, it was only the last sort of hour really, and I was getting ready and I was listening to like Zoe and I thought, so much of what she said, Yeah. it's not until someone speaks about it, it's like, yeah. that's exactly how I felt. Yeah. Like certain things that she said, and I'm like, when she would put it in that context, it's like, Shit, I didn't even know I felt some of these things. Yeah. So then to like just say it out loud, like yeah. for everybody to hear, it's kind of like nerve wracking things. I think some of what I like might just say, I think I've not even spoken to my brothers about that. Yeah. yeah. So that's what's nerve wracking, but at the same time, I'm like, why would I not speak about it? Because Zoe and the other people, there's just proof in the paperwork that other people have been through it. Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And I think it's just an important thing to like yeah. speak about. Definitely. I don't think people I don't know I just think there's this stigma still like with mental health just in general people feel like you can't speak about that you have to like leave that behind mm. when actually it's like something that affects every day really doesn't it yeah definitely even like with your stuff like there's demons every day that you like have to yeah. get up and put a brave face on yeah. and people know this side that you don't know is like always being like that like you said I wouldn't think you'd be like that or whatever mm. And actually, I have to put that all aside. Yeah, definitely. And I think what talking about it does yeah. is make sense of a bad situation. I'm open about the shit I went through because it puts some closure to it. And and but if it can help other people or prevent them going down that road by me talking about it, yeah. then I didn't go through it for fuck all. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's a bit like when I commented on it and like me and Zoe have only ever really spoken through the connection we have of losing our parents and being local to Felix and stuff. Mm. When I just said, like, well done, Zoe, it's really good of you, like, speaking so openly about that, she said, well, thank you, because you've always been someone that I can talk to yeah. about most things. Yeah. And that kind of hit as well, because I thought, yeah, like, the conversations we've had late at night and, like, not remembered them or whatever until we've bumped into each other walking yeah. the dogs, it's like, yeah, we have had some powerful conversations because yeah. we've been in the same boat. That's good. Should we start? So, because this is getting good already. <laughs> yes. Let's start, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. You'll go ahead. ahead. I'm Sam. I'm Jack. <laughs> this is Dad to talking today. We've got Laura. <laughs> Hello, Laura. Hello. How are nice you? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. <laughs> we've got you on. We've, we've just been chatting already yeah. about it, and already it give me goosebumps. <laughs> but um, we've got you on because I I put on my Instagram or Facebook, whatever it was, yeah. that we wanted people to talk to us about topics that we're mm -hmm. going to talk to on on the podcast you said grief yeah we had our friend who you know as well zoe on to talk yeah. about the loss of her parents um and and you you've lost the parent as well didn't you i've you, lost both my yeah, both, parents yeah. yeah and and you know zoe and you've took comfort in talking to each other for it and i thought it'd be good 
because we haven't had loads of girls on either as well. I think no. it'd be good to mix it up a bit and get. Yeah, no, we do need to improve on the diversity of the podcast. Yeah, so I, I, I've had a lot of, <laughs> lot of messages of people saying, you know, you're not you're not really diverse enough. I just don't think you're appealing to a wider wider audience. So um, really? welcome, Laura. <laughs> oh man. When he said diverse, my brain just went to that group that dances. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was trying to get me to do a talent show or something. Then. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. Laura. Nice to be here. So um, I suppose obviously the, we want to get into sort of why you're here mm-hmm. and, and talk about that. But um, I suppose we're, are you local? Are you? Yeah, I've always been like Felixstowe. Grew up in um, Felixstowe. Yeah, both my brothers, like Sam, you know, like one of my brothers from high yeah. school and things like that. Grew up like here all my life. Had a really like happy childhood. Couldn't fault it. It was close to both my parents, mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't like until. I hit 23 like my mum was diagnosed with cancer and that was like a really quick turnaround so I'm just trying to think Esme was born so I've got a daughter who's now seven and that's just me and her (laughs) so we've just been me and her her dad doesn't have like any involvement so like that connection that I had with my parents and my daughter was obviously even more because I was lucky and like fortunate for the first 18 months of her life like they were her like my support network with them as well mm. and I'm just so grateful that they were both like here to witness the birth of Esme mm. and I think something resonated like Zoe said on the podcast with you what gets you through like every day is that I've always had my daughter to focus on mm. so I think it's not up been up until really I'd say like the last couple of years with like lockdown and having more time to think and things like that, I've actually kind of thought, shit, yeah, like I am grieving now. So you've because de- I've had time, maybe. Yeah, like, you've been delaying your grief yes. by focusing on other things. Hundred percent, because you kind of have to. Yeah. Like you don't really get a decision in. Yeah. One Do you day think you that's subconsciously because you didn't want to deal with it at the time, or because you? actually haven't had I time think with the way that I lost both parents like mm. my mum with me and her we were always like so close I mean you speak to Carl Brown and that like yeah. he'll know like my mum and the banner and things that we've always had like we were best friends and like even though I grew up like very happy childhood my mum and dad split up when I was 15 and then my dad actually like moved out of the country I didn't actually speak to my dad for a couple of years it all kind of like the family split quite sudden when I was a teenager it was nothing like bad it was just mum and dad like pursued different relationships and the family unit sort of like broke into two because my brothers it's quite an age gap between us they'd already like moved away from home so it's me still like on your own yeah like it was me sort of going through the breakup of my parents and then they were still like legally married and when my dad come back from China, like to move back to the UK when he fell into ill health, like my parents had so much to sort out between them. And then I had my daughter in 2015, the summer. And within, it was 2016, my mum started to like feel really not well. I thought she was having a mental breakdown. Mm. Um, she was always like a really house proud woman. She was like a teacher for 15 years always about always social like you know always the life and soul of party and then it went from this woman being house proud to not wanting to get out of bed in the morning 
sometimes I'd come back from like work because my mum and dad tried their best to like do childcare and stuff for my daughter when I went back to work um, when she was only like nine months. Mm. I'd come home some days, my mum would just like be at home, oh, I've come back sick, and she wouldn't go to the doctors and stuff. There was like this fear in her, like she knew she was yeah. poorly. And it didn't come about that I knew she was actually ill until me and my parents were sat down on Sunday roast. My dad's brought up a appointment that she'd missed. Yeah. And then that's when she said she didn't want to go because she knew that she was ill. And two weeks before that, her friend had like been diagnosed with cancer and she was completely riddled with it. And within two weeks of finding out, she passed away. Yeah. So that's straight away... My mum, I don't know how, but my mum just sort of constantly knew that she was poorly. Yeah. So then she went for like different tests and stuff. And for a long while, they kept fobbing off. They said kidney stones. Then they checked her heart and bloods and you name it. It wasn't until she went for an ultrasound in October 2016. They said, look, it's in the liver, but it's metastasis. So it meant it's like moving around. It's not where the primary cancer started. Then she went for more like tests and stuff, and it was actually esophagus cancer. Mm. And that's when they said to us, I think it was by December time, 2016, it is terminal. There's like little treatment that we can do other than just sort of like prolong life and keep her around for as long as you know we can comfortably. And then it was Christmas 2016, she had her first. She had her first week of chemotherapy and that just like killed her off. She couldn't cope with it and they said we can't give her any more chemotherapy. She's just not responded to it. She felt really ill. Had to have a blood transfusion and stuff. We nearly lost her through that. And from then really she just went so downhill and I think it's always been hard for me to deal with because me and my mum, we were so close and my brothers were as well. I could never accept that my mum was ill. Yeah. So I kind of like stepped away from doing like that at home care and stuff and I can't thank my older brother enough, you know, like he'd done everything. I just couldn't deal with facing in the space of like four months of like diagnosis, like losing her. I wasn't well, ready you, to let go. didn't have no time to process it no. all either. It no. just must have felt like it happened so quickly. Yeah, she was there with me, like, with birth of my child and, like, supporting me, like, up until Esme was, like, 18 months. And then that hit and I just thought, I, I can't do it. Mm. <laughs> and, I was, like, part of me has been guilty to this day because I'm like, we were so close, yet I couldn't be there to do that side of it. Yeah. It was just really difficult. I don't think you... Well, I can't say... No. I don't, yeah. I think your mum would be very proud of yeah. your future. I know deep down mm-hmm. now, but it's took a long while to like go back and reflect and like take the guilt and stuff away. I think that's yeah. they say you go through stages of grief, mm. and I think the biggest bit for me was like the guilt. Yeah, not many people know that because they always go, "Oh, you know, you and your mum are so close; you'd be so proud of you." But deep down, I've always struggled with like the guilt sense of it. Yeah. And I feel it's because I had so much going on at the time losing my mum. I was moving into my first ever home, so that was scary in itself. Yeah. Dealing with an 18-month like baby all on your own, not really knowing how the fuck to be a parent. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, like... And the person that you would turn to yeah. is, is, 
is you know yeah. like she's poorly and yeah. I couldn't go to her for any advice and all my other family were like in complete turmoil because they're just wanting to spend every minute with mum aren't they yeah how who did you turn to then no one not really I mean my best friend Vicky um you know Vicky don't you Victoria Javascus yeah, yeah, yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. She was there like every step of the way. Like she is basically family to me. She would go up to see my mum at hospital. She would help me with Esme. Like if I said, look, I need to rush to go to mum or whatever, I'd drop her day or night. She would take days off work, mm. and that was my turning turning point really because I didn't have anyone. I didn't want to put any more pressure on like my brothers and stuff because they were already doing so much. Yeah. And at that time, my dad was poorly as well. That's what I was going to say. You said your dad had little health. Um, did you lose both your parents close together? Yeah. yeah very so I lost my mum in February 2017. And there was actually a spell in her last weeks. Dad went into hospital as well. He got pneumonia. And we thought, oh, God, like, this is touch and go with dad as well. Mm-hmm. And for a long while, like, I know this sounds mad, but my dad had COPD. Mm-hmm. And towards the end, he was on oxygen like 24-7. But when my mum was poorly, his like health was just rapidly getting worse and worse and worse. But each time we thought that we were going to lose him, it was almost like the boy that cried wolf because we just thought, fuck, like, he's come back round, he's come back round. And then dad like would have spells of being better and going in and out of the hospice and having steroids. And they couldn't give him... Um, he kept going back to Papworth because he needed a transplant and he couldn't have one because they said there's just no way that your body could like... What was the transplant for? I think it was something to do with... It was a lung transplant, I think. And he couldn't have it done because they said like your body would just never like cope with it because your heart and stuff... Yeah, basically. Because his heart and stuff was also weakened with the smoking and everything else. So then... Yeah, so then I lost my dad in February 2019. So it's like February's a write-off for me because I lost both my parents, like, mm. in a February. But, yeah, in the space of two years, I lost them both. I think that would be impossible for anyone to process just one of them situations, let alone both, and being a new mum. New yeah. mum. And it's a lot. It's, quite, it's quite similar to Zoe's yeah. story, yeah. isn't it? It's, I know, it's like, I, I didn't too, know, yeah. like, because obviously we've spoken, but until I heard, like, you guys speaking, I didn't realise, like, she'd lost both of her parents and stuff in the space of a year, yeah. and grandparents and everything else. And I do think when you do go through such, like, horrific things, I do think it does happen in quite, like, a close spell. Mm. With Zoe, and she won't mind me saying she, no, she, no. she puts up a, a guard right at the front. Do you feel like you yes, have to do that? I have done at times. Yeah. How, how I think there's very little people that actually know like the true Lauren. Like this. Well, is what d- even just with like... you now, because we, we met up a few times with Carl yeah. Brown, and we were going to do a podcast, and it, for some reason it didn't happen. Yeah. But you, I wouldn't think that you, and you were really nervous before we done this, and I wouldn't think that yeah. was even in your characteristic. Yeah. Is that right? Characteristic. Let's go. I can't say that. We all wear masks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all dependent on people we interact with, yeah. it's experiences that yeah. we've been with, been through, and things that have happened to us. You put on a mask yeah. to deal with certain social circumstances. Mm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, I, I mean, that's that's a lot to mm-hmm. go through. How old were you at the time? 
So I was 23 with mum and 25 with dad. Yeah. It's very young. Mm. That is very young. And then, to how old's your daughter now? She's seven. How have you took anything from your parents with how you raised your? One hundred percent. Like yeah. especially with my mum. Like me and my dad, we got on so well. But he was quite a, how do I say it? Like growing up and stuff. He could never understand when me and my brothers were like having arguments, and he showed love in a very different way because he was adopted and stuff growing yeah. up. And I think he found like affection and things really hard, even right up until he passed away. It was almost like after mum went, me and him got closer where he, there was a time when I was a teenager, he like moved away and stuff and I didn't actually speak to my dad for a couple of years. Mm. And I think he found that guilt of that and he wanted to repay it to me in some way, obviously when my mum left. and. Yeah. But he would never show me affection like in person. We'd just take the piss out of each other, and then mm. I'd get a text to, from him like at night, and I'd be like, "Why don't you just say it to my fucking face?" Yeah. <laughs> like, I prefer that so much more. Yeah. Sometimes we just need does that. that. Does that make you give your daughter more affection because you didn't get it? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But I do think I, you know, I, I couldn't sit here and lie and say I don't struggle because being just like split parents or like having no parent involved I do find that difficult mm. and I always feel like sometimes I do more I'm a bit more of a pushover with her or I let her get away a bit more because I feel that guilt of her own dad not being involved yeah and it's your first child you're still figuring it out we're always figuring it out as parents 100% aren't we? she's so smart like for a seven year old she yeah okay she's sassy and everything else like she's got me as her mum <laughs> But she's no so <laughs> <laughs> she's so switched on that she knows everything, and I wouldn't like hide anything. She knows the story of like grandma and granddad aren't here, and unfortunately on her dad's side, like his mum passed away and stuff. So she's had a lot go on in mm. her little life of like being a seven year old, and I'm just very conscious of that. But I do carry over like especially the relationship that I have with me and my mum. That's beautiful. Like, yeah, she's my daughter and mummy, being mummy will always come first, but the mm. banter and stuff that we have, no different to like how you can be with your daughters, you yeah. know what I mean? And and that's when they never really leave us because no. they live on through us, don't they? Do you know what I mean? And, and there'll be times <laughs> when you have a laugh with your daughter and that will remind you of a time with your mum and that'll be nice. It, it horrifies me. Even if people like, just bump into us or whatever they're like geez you can see that she's your daughter or whatever yeah. and that would be the same as when me and my mum were going out with each other yeah. I get it to this day Christ you look you walk like your mum don't you or you look like your mum like we all carry such a strong gene yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's just I don't know like you just carry that over as like a happy memory really. yeah. I speak about my mum every single day there's pictures all over my home like Esme brings her up all the time yeah Even what was your mum's name Jane Jane so I'm Laura Jane, my daughter's Esme Jane, so like we carry that yeah, like yeah. over. Yeah. You say you got two older brothers. Yeah. How did they deal with what happened? <sighs> the whole macho man kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know if they've ever actually dealt with the grief. I think Zoe says that you don't deal with it. She said anyone that says that they do is lying, she said to me. <laughs> but but she said that like, you, you just learn to I don't get think on you with deal it. with it I think yeah you I always say this to, to like people right I think you either have to deal with it and just like deal with the bad days of getting up and thinking fuck this shit like yeah. I have to carry on with my life even though 
other people have very like the normal setup. I don't know. It gets to like Christmas and things, and I completely resent social media because I think lucky bastards they get to go off with like their families and things like that. Yeah. And you have to put on this bravery of oh you know mm. yes I'm very fortunate I've got my daughter and I'm not completely stuck on my own but that still doesn't mean to say sometimes you feel life's dealt me a hard hand yeah, which it do. has yeah like you and, get and fucking angry I about yeah, it still I don't to think. think I don't think you couldn't in a way do you know what I mean um, that is that is interesting I saw something like not so long ago and it said like it was just this quote I found it said losing your parents like at any age I mean I'm thankful that in one sense like I know I was only 23 and 25 like losing both mum and dad mm. I carry that like when I'm having a bad day I think well at least you've got that law instead of I don't know being like a child or whatever and having your memories cut even more short yeah. but I think what scares me the most about the whole situation is that I could potentially live my life a lot longer without my parents mm. and when you've got a child of your own that scares you even more because it's thinking they're missing every like milestone and everything else of you raising your own children. Mm. So it never stops because there's always like something new or something going on in your life, whether it's good or bad, that you just want to turn to your parents or for guidance yeah. or say, Oh, this is happening or do you know what I mean? So do, do you are you a spiritual person or not? Do you ever feel uh, your mum's presence? I never was and then like it wasn't until I saw a median like about two years after my mum passed and before I went to see them I was really sceptical about it but I know mm. I, at that point I needed a bit of guidance like I needed to hear from like mum or dad yeah. and before I went to see this medium and I won't mention their name I hid like so I'm not on Facebook or anything yes I'm on Instagram but I knew they didn't have me on there I didn't want them to work on any basis that they could potentially like find yeah. anything out about me so before I went, I like hid everything up. I like hid my tattoo. I took my ring and stuff off that my mum left me. And there was something like really poignant that she said, and it was a conversation or a note that I'd left my mum like before she passed away. And she knew the detail of what was in the letter, and it made me feel like, well, there's no way that someone could have known that. Yeah. And I it's know. not that like I see them or I have like dreams or things like that, but there's certain times or if I've gone round to my brothers or whatever sitting there laughing about childhood memories and we take a sad situation we're all sitting there bantering like you do feel like they're there in your presence or you get together and you like socialize and you feel that warmth with your family because deep down you'd know that that's all your parents want is you to stay like bonded with your siblings yeah. you know what i mean yeah how 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 is your relationship today then what, what with with both my brothers yeah. Yeah, I, like, I get on with both of my brothers. Mm. I find them both a pain in the arse in different ways because I say to the both of them, like, fuck me, I've got a bigger set of balls than both of you sometimes. <laughs> and, and it's so difficult that. being a little sister, like, with two, like, brothers that have these insecurities and they try and, like, take the piss at you all the time. And I'm like, take it as far as you want because the only reason you're doing it is because your own insecurities. <laughs> I just think, like... They clearly both really struggle, and I, and you know, it does hurt me because I think we don't speak about it enough. But I just think, mm. again, like them, it didn't stop there just losing mum and dad. Like then other things happen. I mean, like you know, one of my brothers, his son then got diagnosed with cancer, so it's like a, t a tumble of shit yeah. just keep being thrown at us. So 
it then feels like one thing happens after the other, like domino effect. Yeah. And then it makes it harder to like speak about what's happened to us. I, I don't think any three of us ever really like give ourselves credit of like we are strong, we've been through like shit. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and you're probably all processing it at different times and that as well. Like you said, you're only just starting to process it yeah. now, really, aren't you? Whereas yeah. your one of your brothers might be nowhere near that, and one of them might have started processing it earlier. Yeah. You, and it's very different. Like I said to them, because both my brothers, like when this all happened, they had like their families and stuff. Like my oldest brother now, he's only had his two children in the last like two years, and mm. um, his son is two, and his most recent son is only six months. And then Carl, he's got like five kids, so he's always been like really busy. Yeah. And he's a grafter, you know, he works his ass off. Lovely lad as well. I used oh, to go to yeah, school with him. Fucking <laughs> drinker. <Yeah. laughs> if anyone knows him, it's probably because he's been pissed up somewhere. <laughs> but he has got such a heart of gold. Yeah. But I just think, like, I've spoken to my older brother and he can, like, show a lot more empathy, it seems, in certain situations. Now I know, like, Carl, I call him my middle brother even though he's older, mm. he's very much like, well, life goes on, but it's all a persona. Yeah, his way. Because I know yeah. deep down, like, he's a big softy, really, and I yeah. think... Yeah, and, and trauma can strike you at any time. A lot of people, they 100%. reckon... 100%. Something yeah. can just randomly trigger Yeah, they reckon like, a lot of people with mental health problems are from their childhood with trauma, yeah. but it can happen at any time, and no matter how big, strong, or whatever you are... Losing both parents is yeah. gonna have an effect on you, and if and you that's don't deal why I with don't it, I don't think I really dealt yeah. with it until like the last couple of years, and that went until we hit lockdown. And because I'd been so busy, like being a mum, then like going through looking after mum, and then losing dad, I spent like four years of my life totally single, not interested. Mm. And then it wasn't until like I had a really rough, toxic relationship, and I left that relationship like in two thousand twenty-one things just spiralled out of control where I was like, fuck, I've not even processed stuff that's happened in 2017. Mm. And this that was like the icing on the cake, really. And that's when I went into therapy and I thought, I didn't even know like half this stuff was going on. Like, And it was like trauma counselling and yeah. stuff. And I just was, thought... What was the moment where you decided to go to therapy? It was after I'd left the relationship. It was a really, like, toxic relationship. There was domestic abuse and everything involved. And it was the point where I'd gone into work one day and I'm thankful to my boss to this day. Like, I still have that job. I'm a support worker at a parents' unit. And I went in one day and I, I'd, like, been hiding for months what had been going on. Because, again, it was all about the... Bit like Zoe, like you put up this mm. persona of like you're strong and I'm independent, I don't need any help and blah blah blah. And I've been hiding all the ins and outs of what had been going on in the relationship. And I've gone into work one day, and you know when you just can't hide it anymore, you can't carry the weight of your shoulders of what's really going on behind closed doors. And I just sat down, my boss took one look at me. I didn't even need to say anything. She went, "You need to go home." you need to get focus on getting yourself better we will sort like some kind of counselling or whatever free work and she could just see it I don't mm. know how mm. and that's when like I just opened up about actually everything that was going on and like but when you opened up what did that do that stemmed me to get the did support that, take that I needed off your shoulders? Yeah. yeah but it, I and don't counselling worked for you did it 100% because, because... first time round it did yeah and I felt like I got 
everything that I needed from that and that was enough. Would you recommend that to anyone that's in your situation? I think everybody, it doesn't really matter if like you've hit that stage in your life, whether you've gone through something really tragic or not, everybody could benefit from themselves. Like you never stop growing and for you to be able to be I'll keep bringing it back to Zoe because it relates yeah, but yeah. It, she said it didn't work for her it, it, the, the counselling didn't work I can understand that because I had it but like I think very that early days that she puts that up she made her mind up before she went in there yes and I did Yeah. the first time I'd done it I'll give you like this woman turned up from my house and they they would come from St Elizabeth's Hospice and poor lady like it wasn't her fault I yeah. felt sorry for her now but <laughs> She turned up and they hadn't like got a proper qualified counsellor or something. They were waiting for like applicants, but she had done like qualifications and she was in the process of training up or whatever. And I just didn't connect with it. It was so raw. It was so like soon after my mum and she turned up at my house. I just remember her saying, "Have you tried getting a, like old bills and just sitting there and ripping them up when you're feeling like this?" And something stemmed and it made me feel worse. And I remember going into the kitchen getting a bit of paper to wipe my eyes and I remember just like whispering will she fuck off out of my house <laughs> and I had to go back in the living room approach her again and then like right <laughs> you better be on your way and it didn't work for me because I simply wasn't ready and yeah. I do think yeah, a lot of the problem is you've got, is, you've got to be yeah. you've got to have that turnaround in your life where you're like right I can't cope with this on my own you need to work out what method that is, mm. like whether that's medication or whatever is going on, and go, I need to fully commit to this because something's not right, mm. so I need to work out what it is in order to feel better. And with, that was the point where I was at. With anyone's story, that there's something that, that it, something that will work for someone won't work 100%. for someone else, you know what I mean? Everyone's I've got to find... I've never chosen medication or whatever. I've never yeah. felt like I've needed That's that, what I was just about to ask you. Do you do medication? No, I don't do But you wouldn't tell anyone not to either. Would no. you? That's, that's, there's different yeah. things. It, you yeah. know, for different people, it but, might be exercise or yeah. it might You've be You've got to figure therapy. out what works for you but, in you know, any situation. That, yeah, that was the same with me. I mean, I, I sought out advice and therapy, mm-hmm. uh, well... Two or, two or three times I've had big slumps in my life. Um, the, you know, the time that I didn't, I used exercise and pushing myself, and that was all that breaking point was mm-hmm. what we done before. We spoke about that, 2017. Um, but it is, it is about what what is right for you and finding that fit. And I think for anyone, I would recommend therapy and speaking with someone um, because it did work for me at the times when I used mm-hmm. it and I was willing to engage in it. Yeah. Don't just go because someone's told you to go. 100% right. You've got to go, right, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And you have to be open to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it is, it is rewarding and you can get a lot out of it and it can it can definitely help, really can. Yeah, that's um, what I would always recommend to anyone with the situation anyone. is go with your gut. Some, yeah, not so much what to people are telling you what to do. You'll, you'll, the answers are there mm-hmm. if you yeah. just engage with yourself a little bit. And you'll and know what you're doing. Find you'll find your own path. If you yeah. keep searching for the answers, you'll find them eventually. Yeah. I generally believe I that. do think sometimes people just don't have that support network around mm. them where they can go to friends or their family or whatever. You know, they might find it really difficult where that's, that's very therapists, important. they might yeah. find a safe place to just go, oh, I can unload that. Mm. So different things work for different people. But mm, I, would yeah. highly, I think anyone could benefit from therapy at some point in their life, whether they 
choose to like pursue it or not I just think anyone can learn something from it yeah oh, do you know what I got really emotional now aww <laughs> it is uh, oh fucking hell <laughs> this is a kitchen, but no though. everything you've been through and you talk about it to try and help others that shows yeah. a, great, a, a, a credit to who you are you are well. the same yeah, oh do. I know but it's not all about me <laughs> <laughs> I think like what you said I think you have to go for a tumble of shit and just like with what I do in my job now someone said something to me the other day and they were like Laura it's like you give everything out to everyone yeah. but do you actually get back from people it's like I probably don't yeah, I probably always. know that I get mugged off or whatever yeah, not, not all the time but no, there, there'll be some times you get back 100% yeah, yeah. and you, you you know you do get back what you give out I do truly believe that yes you mm. might get like completely taken the piss out of some people but like you, them, though, you just, you just therapy got... is like helping other people sometimes and that makes you feel a little bit better doesn't it yeah well I think it, I've said it before that helping people is the most selfish act there is because what it does for you do you know what I mean yeah, but, I but so. at the same time get helping other people if they choose to take the piss or take advantage or, yeah. or choose your they, they see your kindness as weakness that's on them and all we yeah. can do as an individual is keep our side yeah. of the road clean and if they 100%. choose to muck theirs up then that's not on them yeah. yeah right I'm going to go and have a cry <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. it's been just a really like powerful conversation it's yeah. just like honest and that, that, is... that the reason I got emotional is because when I see people that have been through shit mm-hmm. And they come out the other end, and they t- and through their their honesty, and they they share their story to try and help others. Yeah. That that's what got me upset then. And you were you were genuinely talking to someone who's been through the shit that you've yeah. been through. Then I could see it, and that, that, that it did over, overwhelm me a little bit. But what are you fucking looking at? <laughs> <laughs> that just looks at me like that. Sort of, like, <laughs> you fucking ruined that. <laughs> <laughs> So where, where are you at in your life now? I definitely feel like I'm more settled and stuff now. Good. Like I'm enjoying yeah. my job. Like I'm back to, you know, like going through the therapy and going through like the shit. I do feel like I'm stronger. I feel like I've learned a lot of like self-worth over like things that I've gone through as well. Things will never be perfect because every day like I'll have that part of my heart that's like missing to my parents. Mm. But I do just feel so grateful that I've just got like Esme to carry over and I do like I just have so much fun and and everything else and life is what you make it isn't it really I can't like sit there stewing about it because it's not going to change the outcome is it no and that's all we can do really even though some days it's harder but we've we've got to try and focus on the positives and not so much the negatives yeah. but it's easier said than done obviously sometimes yeah. but I think lockdown like definitely showed us that, that as well we take yeah. so much I mean after I like lost mum I'd become quite impulsive and mm. I got myself in debts and things like that because I was trying to I don't know I was just buying shit to like make me feel happy or going on holidays or trying to live without my means because I kind of bit like addiction to something isn't well, it, it like, you were lost weren't you yeah well, clearly. I didn't know what the fuck to do yeah. I was like I'll go to next and buy £1,300 just because I thought yeah. at the time it made me feel better yeah. and I realised that now whereas now I feel like I'm in a point in my life I could honestly have nothing and go for a free day out down the beach all day mm. with fuck all and have the best day in the world because I've made memories mm. and I feel more content with that whereas I didn't when I was destroying myself getting myself in debt over what really yeah. you grow through what you go you through you get into like life, funny things don't you like when you're struggling with something you know you know yourself you get into 
addictions or whatever else and it's because you're hurting yeah was that ever an option for you at any point to do, to use drink or anything to cope no like I never did like do you think yes. it would have been if you didn't have your daughter or 100% do you think yeah I would have been an absolute fuck up <laughs> <laughs> because I'm so, like because I I don't know I guess I am quite easily led and mm. before Esme I was life and soul of the party and I was like doing drugs and going out drinking and going on all weekend like raves and stuff and had like toxic relationships with guys and stuff Mm. I truly believe like if Esme hadn't come along and saved me I probably would be a complete fuck up (laughs) (laughs) just being honest she's saved me in so many ways (laughs) (laughs) sorry that was just me future hold them just get my like career like I'm doing a qualification at the moment I'm like halfway through and I just want to get up the ladder like with I work for a housing association and I want to just get further down the chain or I've even thought actually is that the route I want to go down do I want to go into probation work and I feel like I've given up so much of my life kind of being mum I'm now kind of Esme's getting to that age where she's getting a bit more independent I know as she gets older and stuff I can like find that balance where I do like more for me because I do feel obviously being a parent your child comes first but I feel like I've missed out me for a lot of the years sacrificing like for everybody else I just feel like now I'm at a stage where I have that nice balance I can socialise I can be mum and I can focus on my career and stuff and that's just where I'm at it's exciting times ahead then yeah yeah Yeah. and I didn't think I was capable of it but shoot for the moon if you miss you'll land among the stars You can have that one. Stop looking at me. Where does that come from? Just that up here's a knowledge of wisdom. Um, Thank you so much for coming on and sharing sharing your story. I think um, think similar to Zoe, uh, I think it will hit a lot of people and they'll they'll get a lot from that. Um, Oh yeah, what I always ask, is there any advice you'd give to anyone that's maybe going through the same thing that you're going through? Just don't shut away with your emotions. If you're having a really shit day or whatever, you're not a burden on any of your friends and family. Just don't shut yourself away and like sit in a room crying. Like, do speak to someone, and speak to someone who you feel comfortable with speaking to because there is someone that will listen to you. Great advice. Thank you. Thank you so much. No, Me, I'm so it. glad that you come on. No, that was a really roller coaster of emotions, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Peace out! <laughs> <laughs>